The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, it is time to place another book on the Hard Shoulder bookshelf. So last week, Alice Leahy joined me and Homage or Homage uh, by John Quinn was uh, the book she described, not as her favourite. She rejected the premise of the question and she suggested it was her most treasured book, but she couldn't pick a favourite. Well, Terry Prone, the author and the chairman of the Communications Clinic, is with me to pick uh, her most treasured book to place on the bookshelf. Um, Terry, I, I should have maybe stipulated you can't pick your own book now. <laughs> but you can mention it, it and can, it's called it can Caution be to the Wind and it's a bestseller and it's pure wonderful. Um, I would have a kind of an Alice Leahy uh, discretion here in that the main book that I want to talk to you about is not necessarily my favourite but it's the one I've just read. Okay. And then I'll come to, to a favourite. The the main book is, is part of the most fascinating saga. It's called Doppelganger. And that should off put you, but don't let it. Um, and it's about largely a woman named Naomi Wolf. Now, in the 1990s, she produced this big feminist book called The Beauty Myth. And it was kind of really welcomed by feminists everywhere, put her on the map, mm. major New York Times uh, bestseller, the whole thing. And then she wrote another book just before the pandemic called Outrage. Mm-hmm. And it was about how Britain exterminated, executed, did away with men convicted of homosexual acts back in the day. And she was doing the media tour and everything was grand. And then she was in a BBC studio with an interviewer of whom I had never heard named Matthew Sweet. Is he? Fam- are you familiar with his name? No, I, no. I hadn't been, but I know the story oh, you're about yeah. to tell. It is remarkable. And what happened was the total destruction of her pitch, her book and her reputation. Well, we take a little listen. This is Matthew Sweet. Uh, he's also a historian as well uh, as being a journalist and interviewing Naomi Wolf. He essentially said he doesn't think any of the es- executions she identified in her book even happened. Object for pardon. I don't think any of the executions you've identified here actually happened. Well, that's a really important thing to investigate. What is your What is your understanding of well, what death recorded means? Death recorded. This is also from. That, I've just read you the definition of it there from the Old Bailey website. Okay, uh, I sorry, we, we seem to have been missing a bit of that clip. But essentially, what what he found was that death recorded uh, didn't mean that somebody was ultimately executed. Essentially, a death penalty was imposed and then uh, commuted. And in many cases, the people ended up being free years later. And if you listen to the whole clip, and obviously it's on Google, what you're hearing is her slowly realising that the entire premise on which her book is built is garbage. And you can see her looking down the barrel of the end of her career. And it happened almost immediately. The American publishers didn't waste any time. They simply announced they were pulling it and pulping it. And that meant... Which they had to do. There's no way back. No way back at all. The whole premise of the book is all these men were executed... And turns and out they weren't. they weren't. Absolutely. And oh. this woman 
who was just world famous, a big, big figure, was suddenly not acceptable. Nobody was, no legitimate publisher was going to publish her again. Um, she was effectively done. Rosie Boycott, the, the British uh, feminist, said that intelligentsia was never going to accept her back. And so you would think Naomi Wolf is gone, done, dusted. Mm. Except that she's probably earning more money. She's probably more famous. She's probably more influential now than she was then because she went to the crazy side, the (laughs) anti-vaccination side, the side that has all sorts of theories about everything. And she started appearing on Steve Bannon's uh, podcast. And the problem, I mean, she had no problem. But there was another best-selling author. This one is named Naomi Klein. And she is the author of Doppelganger, your book. Exactly. And she had had another bestseller that some people will remember called No Logo, where she gave out about people trying to turn themselves into brands. And suddenly she's finding that people are mixing her up with Naomi Wolf and they're condemning her and attacking her. And she gets pretty obsessed by this for quite a while. Her husband kind of says, get a grip. (laughs) And then eventually she realises this is interesting. This is about your own shadow self. But it's about more than that. It's about how people can reinvent themselves through absolute checkable lies. And so that's really what it's about, how she, because she got sucked into another woman's story, Mm. started to look at the craziness that we're all looking at right now, where we're seeing people believe in stuff that they really couldn't believe in, could they? Except they do. And so is is the book, is Doppelganger then an examination of how people get lost unintentionally down a rabbit hole or how they manipulate other people to follow them down a rabbit hole? Both. Okay. Um, She looks at, for example, Steve Bannon and how he is way too clever to believe a lot of the things that he puts on the podcast. Mm. But it's bringing him money. It's bringing him attention. It's, It's really, really working. And then she's looking at people who have basically no life but who gets sustained and invigorated by conspiracy theories. It's absolutely fascinating. It's a mixture of research and history and personal opinion. It's just riveting start to finish. And and to butcher the English language a little bit, it's zeitgeisty as well, isn't it? Totally zeitgeisty. If anybody is thinking, how the hell did the world get to this particular point? This is the book. It doesn't explain it all, but it makes you feel, oh, right. So it's not just me that's loopy uh, or everybody else that's loopy. There's a generalised loopiness that we haven't had in the past, exacerbated by the, the whole thing of social media, the reduction in the importance mm. of mainstream media. Doppelganger by Naomi Klein is the name of it. Uh, a worthy addition to the bookshelf alongside Alice Leahy's homage by John Quinn last week. Um, have you a more most treasured book? I do. And it's a book that has sold five million copies and that nobody in Ireland has never heard of. Okay. And nobody in Ireland has ever heard of it. It's called Flowers for Algernon. 
It's by a man named Daniel Keyes, as in Marion Keyes, although they wouldn't be related. And it was published back in the 60s. And it was published first as a short story and then he made it into a novella. And without giving away any secrets, it's about a man who is intellectually challenged. Okay. He is, he has a job, he gets on with life. And then somebody comes up with a medical thing, a pill, that removes the the intellectual challenge that gives him moves him from a 70 IQ to 100 IQ higher until he's a genius. Mm. And then do you remember the book Awakenings? Yes, about, became yeah. a movie with Robert De Niro. Exactly. Well, it's a little bit like that in that at a certain stage, the medicine stops working. Mm. And it is the most heartbreaking, simple, beautiful book, Flowers for Algernon. All right. Nice recommendations. You read about eight books at any given moment. Is that true? I do. I would at the rather same time. Do, I'd rather read books than do anything else. Well, maybe eat chips, but you can do the two. How do you decide what books to read? I stalk, I go into bookshops constantly. If I'm in the States, I will go into Barnes and Noble and I will buy maybe 100, 110 books and use one suitcase to just carry them home. Um, I read book reviews. I read interviews with authors. I just, books fascinate me. Um, I discovered a new bookshop uh, up Friary Street in Kilkenny. Uh, the other yeah. day uh, I can't even remember the book and coffee shop Lovely. anyway I love a good bookshop I'm at risk of turning into Ryan Tuberty I listen to the Beatles <laughs> I read newspapers oh God, look between at me. us and all our anyway let's stop that conversation before it goes any further we'll get in trouble uh, <laughs> Terry Prone uh, author and uh, chairman of the communications clinic thank you very very much pleasure uh, Terry Naomi Klein doppelganger and flowers for Algernon who wrote that uh, Daniel Keyes. Daniel Keyes, nothing to Marion. Uh, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.